Here for a purpose, a life for a reason. Never allow anybody to look down on you. Never look down on yourself. Never underestimate yourself. Place value on yourself because that is what people will see and also place value on you. Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Podcast with Sheila. Like we always do here and for which this podcast was set up is to tell real life stories to motivate and to elevate and for our first recording I will be telling you a personal life experience growing up. Now I come from a family of six and this includes my dad, my brother and two other sisters. I'm the second born girl but the first girl. So the second born but the first girl. I grew up in a family that was shielded. I grew up thinking that the world was a fair place to live in. I grew up thinking that if you've not offended anybody, then nobody will offend you. But to my surprise, it was the other way around. People brought the fight to your doorstep even when you've not called for it. So I've had to make mistakes and learn through the mistakes. And that is why I decided to set up a podcast to tell life, real life stories, real life experiences, positive life experiences for people to learn from what we did wrong and how we turned it around into a positive story and learn from it. So in growing up, my childhood was fun. My family, there was so much love in the family. I grew up with all my siblings at home, with both parents at home, in a Christian home. My growing up, I would say, was brilliant. I went to my uh, formal education and then did my first degree. I came out of the university in 2005. And I came out with a first class honors. It was two of us in that year and the lady ahead of me with the first class uh, we were apart by point two so both of us were asked to serve in our department in the university now we were offered the opportunity to further our education into a master's and a doctorate degree to be able to become lecturers on campus but we both declined because we had different pursuits. I wanted to branch into business because my background had always been art. And I was thinking of having my own business and managing it alongside as I grew up. So we declined, I declined, and came back home after my national service. And then like we always do, went job hunting into the job market. For some reason, it was so tough for me to find a job. Even with my first class, nobody will hire me. And my colleagues who had had a second class, upper second class, lower, were finding jobs in the good places. And with the first class, I couldn't help secure myself a good job. And this was a strain on me then. That was in 2005. And for some reason, everybody who came out of the university about then all went into banking, into the banking industry. 
because then the banking industry was taking very good care of graduates, young graduates, giving them houses, giving them cars, paying them well. So that sector was really seemed to be lucrative then and everybody was going in there. And I also wanted to go in because as a young girl, you'd see everybody driving, living in their own houses, moving on in life from there. And it's so attractive, you'd want to go. Even though I didn't have banking as an option when I was coming out of the university, I had my own dreams, but I was drifted a bit. And this is where I'll pause to emphasize that we need to identify our purpose here on earth and not follow other people's dreams. We need to set our own dreams and have our own dreams. We are all unique in the making. We were created differently and we are all very unique. Now, everybody was created with a destiny and created with a task. Sometimes we never realize our relevance here on earth until later. Some people who are lucky enough happen to know their purpose here on earth and live through it from the beginning and become very successful. Others would have to keep knocking their heads on the door, on the walls as they go through until they finally realize what they were created to do and start living it. So I'll come back to this point by going on to my story. So I started going through the banks, putting my CVs, dropping my CVs. Sometimes I do get calls for interviews and all. I had a call for an interview for Barclays and I attended. I was employed, but I was employed as a direct sales executive. And seriously, I didn't like the job. So I did that for a week and I had to leave because it was difficult under the sun, under the hot sun, having to go around marketing products, banking products. And it was really, really tough. So I had to leave and I went on in my search for a job in the bank. So I'd gone through another bank and I've gone through different stages of interviews, about five stages of them. And the final one was to meet the uh, managing director of the bank. And I did exceptionally well. And he was surprised. He said, you've done so well, but I don't know how you got here without writing an aptitude test. So for that reason, I'm going to put you on hold You've done really, really well, would like to work with you, but you have to go down and write the aptitude test and then you can come in and start working. So go home, we'll give you a call on us when to come and write the aptitude test and then you can start working with us. So I went home waiting for a letter to come through, giving me a date for an aptitude test and that letter never came. It never came. Adding more to my frustration. So I kept on pursuing looking for a bank. Finally, another opening came in another bank and we had to write an aptitude test in a big hall of about 1,000 people all writing a test for jobs in the bank. So we went in, we wrote the aptitude test, we waited, we were shortlisted to 25. Thankfully, I was part of the, sh- of the sh- shortlist, the 25 that were shortlisted. So we went in, we had our interviews. I was told you did very well. We'll be looking forward to working with you. It was a brilliant interview. In fact, it was an interview that turned into a discussion with a panel of nine. And I thought it had gone well. I waited and waited and waited. My letter never came in. Adding more to my frustration. 
at this time thinking that I needed to work in the bank because sometimes when you keep pushing for something, automatically you feel that is what you have to be doing and you refuse to look at other options but keep pursuing. So I kept pushing, pushing, pushing. And fortunately, my grandparents and my mom knew people who were a bit influential. So they would nudge me, go here, ask them, let them find you a job, do this, do that, do that. Finally, I ended up in another good job, another very good bank. And uh, the area manager at that time said, bring your CV to me. Let's have a child. Let me look at it. So I took it to him. He took a look at my CV. And what he said, oh, you have a first class. Oh, we usually do not take first class students. So I asked him why. He said, because first class students, they don't tend to stay too long in the organization. You train them and then you waste the resources on them and then they move on to go and do their masters and all that. And you, you never get to benefit from them. So we hardly take first class students. Anyway, that's good. It's very impressive to know that um, you had first class you look like you'll be an asset to the bank. Anyway, you go and then we'll give you a call. So I went away, this time with a determination to work in the bank. So I kept calling him, calling him, calling him. And every time I call him, he'll say, come to the office, let's have a chat. Come to the office, let's have a chat. So one day I went to the office and he was, he said, do you know that I would never like my wife to work in the bank? Because I know everything that goes on in the bank and I don't think I'd ever approve of my wife working in the bank. So I looked at him and I was just thinking, please, please give me this job. I don't want to be your wife. Just give me this job. I need this job. I need this job. So it kept going on and on. Every time he would just invite me to come to his office, chat, 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 and never give me a job. So I stopped going. I took a break. One day I said to myself, what is my purpose here on earth? There must be something more to me than moving around looking for a job. Now listen to the surprising thing. Do you know that we were all not created to work for somebody? Some of us were created to be leaders. No matter where we find ourselves, we will have to lead because that is what we were created for. No matter where we find ourselves, we would have to form a corporation. We will have to form an organization. You will have to be an employer and not an employee. That is your destiny. Sometimes you need to sit back, reflect on your life, look at where your strengths are. Don't pave the part of everyone else. Dare to be different. Dare to be different. Sit down, look at yourself, look at your make, look at your strengths in life and know that you were not created to tow the path of everyone else. So I stayed back and I looked at myself and I said to myself, look, you are too good to be working for somebody. Maybe the reason why you are not getting a job is because you are not supposed to be working for somebody. It's because you are supposed to be doing something on your own. So what did you study in school? And I have an art background and I did industrial arts, textile option. So, and I was really good at school and I've always been good. I've always been very creative. And those who know me would know that I've always been very creative with the works of my hands. So I decided, okay, look, I'm going to go in the textile industry. And by then in the textile industry, it was collapsing. So I had come up with an idea to turn our African prints into Western styles, like if you would call them to Westernize our styles a bit, because we had the traditional way of sewing our garments that were a bit heavy. So I decided to come up with a way of westernizing our African print, giving a different touch to it so that it will appeal to the youth 
rather than just appealing to the grown-ups and the mummies and the grannies like it used to in those days. So I came up with a magazine and I called it Inkling Maglock. So I published fashion. I had a fashion blog. I had a fashion story. I had people who would model for me and I'll take pictures of them. I got contracts to get bills of fabrics to give to designers, to send them into garments for the models to put on for photo shoots. So I had a beautiful package put together. Now listen to the thing. Nothing comes easy. And especially when you start to do things on your own, it tends to be difficult when you've had to start from scratch and have to learn on the job. So I started the magazine. I made mistakes. I didn't give up because people believed in me. So I kept pushing. I kept pushing. You have to push when you start something until you succeed. It would definitely be difficult. There will be challenges along the side. There will be challenges along the road. But you always prevail when you keep going and when you keep pushing. Whatever is pushing against your success will give up as you keep pushing, as you keep pushing, as you keep pushing. You'll finally break through. So I published the first edition. It was a bit of a struggle. I didn't give up. I came up with a second edition. I looked for marketers to market it for me whilst I put other editions together. And the marketers failed me hands down. So what I did was to now market my own magazine. I became the graphic designer. I became the marketer. And I did most of the things myself. It got to a time I was doing majority of the things myself and was not paying people to do it. So people come to me, oh, we can do photography for you. Oh, we can do this for you. And sometimes I tell them, no, I'll do it myself. And then they'll say, oh, Sheila, she never likes to pay anybody to do anything for her. She does everything herself. And listen to the thing, I'd learned on the job. So for that reason, I can... I can diversify. I can do a lot of things on myself and don't have to pay people for too many things. Now, that is another thing I picked along the road. Sometimes you you have to learn when growing up or growing a business, you have to learn to do some of the things yourself and not have to pay everybody or pay people for everything you have to do. It helps you save the money and push it into other things going forward. So I did the magazine. The magazine came out and then I decided I got ideas as I went along. I decided to start up an organization to train people, to train the less privileged in crafts, as well as train first degrees, uh, first degree holders who had just come out of the university and not working, um, give them a skill. So I started an organization and I called it Gold Hat Organization. And then, back then, that was in 2008, I started that organization. I trained loads of people. I trained loads of people. An Anglican father discovered us and took us further out of the city. They gave us a big land. We were training loads of people. Now, in living through my life, I discovered and I felt, which is the most important thing I want to share with you, that I think the most important thing for our existence here on earth to impact into other people's lives. You become relevant here on earth when you make an impact into somebody's life. Now, I want you to pause a moment and reflect on your life and think that has there been any moment in your life that somebody has said to you, I'm glad I met you. Because of you, today I've been able to do this. That people wake up every day and they are thankful for your life because of you. There is something you carry that the world is in need of. You may have not explored it yet. You may not have noticed it yet. 
you may not even know what it is about. At this point, you'll be asking yourself, so what am I worth, worthy of? What is my importance here on earth? What is my value here on earth? Listen, everybody is important. Everybody has something special within them. Everybody carry a gift that God gave right from the time of birth. Everybody has a destiny. Everybody has a task to pursue here on earth. You may not know it, so you'll be struggling. But once you discover your task, you see that it comes easily to you and you become successful at it and you glow in it. The point is finding exactly what you were created to do. Now, if you reflect into your life, you see that there is that one thing or two things that comes easily to you. It may be taking care of children. It may be good being a good mother. It may be being a good artist. Being good at being creative. Being good at cooking. Being good at cleaning, organizing, planning an event. Things like that comes easily to you. You realize that things like that comes easily to you. That is your area of calling. That is where you have to serve. So when you do it and when you serve in that area, you serve with passion and you touch a lot of lives because that is where you are supposed to fit. That is what you were created to be. And when you find the purpose for which you were created, You live through it. You become a blessing unto people. People wake up every day and they are delighted they met you because there is something that comes along with your package that is always a blessing and a delight to be with. I identified that my giftings lied in the area of my craft and in my ability to be creative. And trust me, since I identified it, I've been a blessing to a lot of people. And that is what gives me joy. And that is what gives me hope. To, to be a blessing to people, to fulfill destiny, to fulfill my purpose is what keeps me going. And I pray that anybody listening to me today will find the purpose for which they live. Never let anybody look down on you. Never be disappointed at yourself. Never ever look down on yourself. Never have self-pity to the extent that you want to self-harm. Never go into depression because of your current state. Listen to me. Your present situation is somebody's prayer point. You're married and you're thinking, oh God, where are the children coming? Somebody's prayer now is, oh God, give me a man to marry me. So be grateful for your current situation. Be grateful for where you are. You have a job and you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm tired going to job all the time. Somebody's praying to start a job. So be grateful. Be grateful. Never look down on anybody. Never allow anybody to look down on you. Know that your existence is timely and ordained. And you are here for a purpose. I'm not bothered about what the circumstances surrounding your birth is. I don't care that people say that you were an accident child. You were not expected. You had come out of rape. Or I don't care that your childhood was abused. I don't care that you were conceived out of wedlock or you were conceived in wedlock or you were conceived in love or out of love or you had come out of a rape case. You are precious. You are precious. You are precious to your destiny, to your generation, to your family, to your friends and the people around you. You are loved and you are cherished. Listen, you carry one important thing that only you only you can execute properly here on earth. There is something within you that the world is so much in need of. 
sit down and search deep within you what that thing is. The world so much needs it and you have to look for it and start living in it. Somebody is looking up to you to fulfill your destiny so that their destiny will be fulfilled. So don't give up. Don't give up on it. You've been looking for a job for years now and you are not getting that job. You have written countless applications. You sent your CVs around to all the companies you can ever think of. And nobody is even calling you for a job. It's just because you were not created to work for somebody. It's just because you are an industry in the making. You are a company on your own. It's just because you're supposed to be an employer and not an employee. Others are waiting for you to start your business so that they can also have a job. Sit down. Please value on yourself. Educate yourself. Start something on your own. Never mind the small beginnings. Because everybody with a great story started small. Great stories always do start small. So never give up. And when you are going through trials, know that trials comes to toughen us. It is only through trials that we grow. And it is only through trials that we glow. And it is only through trials that we become different and cherished. Cherish your trials. Cherish those moments because you are going to grow through it. Now, from if anybody listened to my trailer, I said that every challenge comes with a reward. And trust me, every challenge do come with a reward. Now, a woman will carry a child for nine months and that is not easy. That is a challenge. But the reward is seeing the face of your child and that takes the pain away. Every challenge here on earth do come with a reward. When I was going through my challenge in those years in 2005, thinking that nobody would employ me. Trust me, I've never really worked for anybody. But I'm fulfilled as it is because I feel I'm living my destiny. I feel I'm serving humanity and I'm serving purpose. I know that I've put in a smile on a lot of faces of women. Women who had come to learn some skill from me and have been able to overcome their depression. And I'm excited at that. Sometimes it's not all about money. But when you fulfill your purpose and your destiny, the joy that it brings to you alone opens greater doors for that money you're looking for to come through. Go after your purpose. Go after your destiny. Go after what you were created to be. Refuse to till the path of everyone else. Everyone else is going straight. Refuse to go straight because you think you have to go straight. You were not created to be towing the path of everyone. You have a different path to tow. Look for that path. Sit down in the quiet moments of your time and of your life. Search within yourself. Establish exactly what you were created here on earth. Place value on yourself because people will always place value on you when you have first done that to yourself. People will never place value on you when you have first or placed the value on yourself. What you give out is what people will give back to you. Now, let me make an example with this pancake. In making a pancake, you need the flour, you need the sugar, you need the salt, you need some oils, you need um, milk, sugar, your bowls and then your spoon and all that, your egg. But listen, the most, for me, the most important ingredient in a pancake is flour, I think. You can choose to be the flour in the pancake. Choose to live your lives that when you are not in existence, you'll be missed. People cannot complete the equation without you. Place value on yourself. 
Be valued in your generation. Live your life such that when you are no more, people will remember you for that one thing you did. Live your life such that every time somebody wakes up, they are thanking God for meeting you. Live your life that people will talk of you positively. Live your life that every time you wake up and you meet somebody, you bring delight and glow to them. Be a blessing to your generation. Be a blessing to your family. Be a blessing to your friends. Don't be worried about what people say about you if you know it's not true. Place value on yourself. Know that you were created for a time like this and you are precious to humanity. Know that you've always been in God's plan from creation. God's purpose for your life will be fulfilled if you decide to allow his purpose to be fulfilled. Refuse to live less. Be strong. You've been listening to Sheila on Podcast with Sheila. Thanks for listening. If you think this podcast had been a blessing to you, if listening to it and you think that, oh, I need to hear this, then it's really be a blessing to you. Share, like. You can follow me on Uncle FM Podcast with Sheila. Thanks again. Until I come your way again in two weeks, I'm out. And be a blessing. Bye.